give witness to what the Holy Ghost has done for you. Hallelujah, you might as well praise the Lord. It was him that did it. You ought to have been there. In Louisiana Camp 2022, 20, when the Lord swept through a building, said, I am your champion. You ought to have been there when there was a young people that decided that I'm done with that devil. I was there, so I guess I ought to know. Don't you just love the Lord this morning? Wow, what a wonderful service last night. Brother Donnie, that was tremendous. We certainly appreciated the word of the Lord and what an honor it is to be here in this meeting. We certainly appreciate Brother Tim and his, his kindness and his, his friendship throughout the years. Brother Tim has been a real friend to my dad and a real help in this trial. Brother Tim's been a real, real help to me throughout my, my life and ministry, and I count it a real privilege to be standing here today, and I, I feel just honored to be standing before the purchase of God today. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, we'd like to look over in the book of Matthew, book of Matthew chapter 21. What an honor it is to be standing here preaching. Sorry, brothers. But with my favorite, my favorite preacher, Brother Ron Spencer. I got a reason. I got a reason why he's my favorite, and I I sure do appreciate him. And I got a feeling I'm not I'm not alone in locking him here. Let's just speak to the author of the word before we speak this morning. How many here has a need that you'd like to take before the Lord? God is mindful of every single one of your needs. and Don't just lift your hands out of tradition just now, but lift your hand because of that need that, that is meaning unto you. God is able to meet your need this morning. Whatever it may be, God can meet it. Let's just speak to him. Father God, we come to you today in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What an honor it is to be able to call upon your name. And Lord, there's no other name under heaven and earth where men should be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. We know that there is a time that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And while we have this opportunity, Father, we want to bow before your name. And we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Father, we pray today that you would come amongst us by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, and that you would move across this congregation. These young people, they walked in here one way. They walked in here delivered. They walked in here set free. They walked in here maybe with different things on their life. But may they walk out of here, Father, today, Lord, saying and screaming and shouting the victory today. I pray that your blessings flow. Lord, and that you would help us to get out of the way just now, Father. The greatest gift that I have is to move aside. Lord, may you just take us and use us for your glory. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. And before we, before we read this morning, Brother Branham said in the Ephesian church age, he said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. How tragic that it is that the first age did not listen to the Spirit. Instead, it listened to man. But thank God, in the last age, there will be a group rise up, the true bride of the last day, and she will listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit. In that day of gross darkness, the light will return by the pure word, and we will return to the power of Pentecost to welcome back the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage under the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they sat on him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from, the, from trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitude that went before that followed cried saying. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem. All the city was moved saying. Who is this? Amen. John chapter 4 and verse 23. Brother Branham goes up there. and He grabs that Matthew. 21, he said, what was it? It was prophecy that was being fulfilled. And that which was prophecy was just now made history. And I believe that history is being made right here in this service today. John chapter 4 and verse 23. Jesus saying, speaking unto the woman at the well, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seek such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. May God bless his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'd like to speak to you today on this text on blessed is he that believes. Been dying all week to take take that coat. <laughs> he ain't literally dying. But blessed is he that believes this is him. We realize that we are living in an hour when we look over into Malachi chapter four that that we realize that 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 we're living in an hour of a hour of a great and dreadful day. And truly, if you look out upon the face of Laodicea and the world that we are accustomed to, you can see that it's a very dreadful day for the world that we're living in. 
And but this is not the hour of the dreadful for the bride of Jesus Christ, but this is a great hour. And we realize that that we've got more we've got more criticism and we've got more doubters and we've got more skepticism than we've ever had. But this is not the hour of the unbeliever, but this is the hour of those that are blessed to be able to believe. And this I know that we've got every critic and every every devil in hell that is staring down the church of the living God that is that is looking at her and seeing whether that she can handle the battle or not, seeing whether she can accept the challenge or not but I want you to look as you as you saw last night there Israel had been setting up there on that hill for 40 days and they were listening to that boast their unbelief kept them up there on that hill but it was the faith of a little David that brought him down off of that hill it was not his unbelief that brought him down there it was his belief in what God called him to do and you recognize that, that we are in an hour that this is a restoration hour where the heart of the children have been turned back to the faith of the fathers and only the children will listen and here we are in that day where we are listening once again to the spirit of truth in this hour and brother Branham would say that every man that's ever amounted to anything in life or a hill of beans has been a man who trusted him that know that he was a son of the living God the incarnate Jehovah here on earth yes sir so if you're going to amount to anything in life young people you got to believe in something and if you don't believe in Jesus you are in a perfect spot to be able to find him well you say well I'm lost as lost can be well praise God that means that you can be saved you say well I've been through all kinds of chaos just to get to this spot you are in a perfect a perfect place to come to perfect peace and you are blessed to be able to be in the building. You're blessed to be able to come to camp. You're blessed to be sitting in the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. You're blessed this morning. The Bible said, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus said when he was preaching his first, first sermon up there on the mountain in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's say that together. For they shall be. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But rejoice. But rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted the prophets which were before you. Brother Brandon would say in redemption by power, he said you're always pointing at how wicked the world is getting. He said, but you fail to see how powerful the church of the living God is getting at the same time. Yes, we've got every devil. Yes, we've got Goliath that's standing on the hill, but you fail to see how powerful there's a young people in the house of the living God this morning. Oh, she might be little in a flock. Oh, she might be there, maybe not big in stature, but 
she's standing on her feet. She recognizes who she is. She knows what she is not, so she knows what she is. If you know you're a child of God, you know you're not a spawn of Satan. If you know you were born in the fire, you know that you were not born for defeat. You were born for victory. Oh, she might be little. Oh, she might be in strong. She might be low in number. But there is strength in unity, young people. It's not strength. There's not strength in numbers. But there's strength in oneness. When you are in the same mindset of the Holy Spirit, you watch what God is going to do in this service. When they got up there in the upper room, they were all in there with one mind and one accord. And they got up there and they started seeking the promise that God had given unto them. We say, well, I don't know whether it could be done for me. Jesus said, with men this is impossible. But with God all things are possible. He said in Mark 9 and 23, he said, if you can't believe all things are possible... To him that believe. Brother Branham in the Jehovah Jireh series. He said to believe the word. Is to receive the word. And let it become life. He said now God showing there. That he was confirming this covenant. It has to be that way. The church not an organization. Not a denomination. But the individual and God has become the same spirit. That's God's purpose in the beginning. Adam and Eve was the same spirit. So you recognize it's got to be the same life. It's got to be the same power that'll make you a believer, that'll make you that'll make you walk in the same attributes, in the same works that he did. Again, he said, now remember the spirit comes upon and the spirit that's in the church, the real church, the true church, God's church, God's people, the spirit that's in them is the same spirit that is on Christ with a promise. So you recognize that there is a spirit-born people here that is sitting in the house of the living God. Their spirit, they have the same spirit that Jesus did. They had the same life that Jesus had, but he said they have the spirit with a promise. So you recognize that you are Abraham's seed this morning. You have, you have the faith of Abraham, but you have the spirit with a promise. And Jesus, Brother Adam said that that promise was that the works that I do shall you do also. So you have his spirit, but you have a promise. Yes, well, it can't be me. Abraham, I want to tell you, in your weakness, it can be done for you. You say, well, Brother Andrew, you don't know where I came from, and you don't know where I'm going. You don't understand what I've been through. Just take a look at Abraham's life. Abraham left his family. Abraham had to get away and separate himself from his brother, from his nephew, from everybody else. But I want to say, Abraham, I want to say just like Sarah, or just like when Melchizedek, when he was up there at that tent, how did he know that Sarah was, Sarah was back there in that tent? How did he know that their name has already been changed? It must have been the one that had changed their names. How does he know how to talk to you today after you had a night like you had last night? It must be the same one. Sarah began to laugh. Me, have pleasure with my Lord in my condition. I battled this disease. I battled this sin all my life. I battled unbelief all my life. Sarah, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Remember, Abraham, what I told you. I am your shield. I am your buckler. I am your great and exceeding greatly reward. Ishmael was not your heir. 
Sarah, you got a promise over you. Young people, you got a promise over you. Let me speak to that promise. You will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You will be set free. Sarah, you are going to bring forth a miracle. You're a part of the miracle. When Sarah laughed, Brother Branham said that God, God could have had a right. God could have had a right to kill her right there because she laughed in his face. But because she was a part, but because she was a part of Abraham, God could not slay Sarah. Sarah, let me speak to you. Stop trying to have your miracle through everybody else. Stop trying to have it through Hagar. Stop trying to have it through the handmaids. Young people, stop trying to put the new birth over on your pastor. Stop trying to put it off for somebody else. Stop trying to put it off on your neighbor or this one or that one. Sarah, there's a miracle that's got to come through you. Young people, there's a new birth that's got to come through you. You will produce what you are called to produce. God sent a promise, and he had somebody that was willing there to receive what he had said. Hallelujah. There's a predestinated people that are in a spot to be able to receive the promise because God doesn't send his promises in vain. God doesn't send his word in vain. If he said he'd heal cancer, then there ain't nothing too big for Erica Parker. There ain't nothing too big for Ron Spencer. There ain't one devil in hell that can stand in front of the power of the church of the living God. Brother Branham would say that if you've got a shadow of that power, you can grow out and create a new world. I ain't wanting to create a new world. I'm simply wanting to live in the world that I was built to live in. Not the world of unbelief. Not the world of sickness. Not the world of stigmas. Not the world of complexes. But the power of the Holy Ghost in the church of the living God. Oh, blessed is he that believes. This is him. I'm going to stack up your problems for a minute. You don't know where I came from. You don't know the scarred past that I came from. You don't understand the demographics of my family. You don't know how we were broke up when I was a young person. You don't know what my mother's been through. You don't know what my father's been through. And because they went through that, it sent me down a roller coaster of emotion. And this is what you got. God ain't wasting his time picking out the wrong ones. If God called you, he called you. If God chose you, he chose you. He didn't choose you. Because he knew that you would go down in defeat. He knew what Rahab was. He knew what she was doing. He knew her career. He knew what she'd been through. But he knew what she would do with the word. He knows what you'll do with this word. You're not going to leave it down there and say it's for somebody gone on. It's for the days of miracles are past. The days of the pouring out are past. God knows what you're going to do with this word. You're going to accept this word. You're going to become this word. And I, 
I saw another mighty angel come down. There's a people on earth that's been fellowshipping with Elohim. They've been fellowshipping just like Abraham was fellowshipping with him. He had communion with him. He sat at his feet. He fed him. Abraham, I want you to know everything that you have need of, I'm putting on the inside of you. I'm giving you a power. I've given you a power that'll make you produce what you couldn't do in your own flesh. Oh, you can try all you want to in your own flesh and you'll never produce this. You'll never produce this message. But what God has put on the inside of you is for you. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. What God has put on the inside of you is capable of a body change. I'll tell you, your miracle is so powerful that kings will look on that and lust after it. The kings of the world are looking on a young people that can live out this last day message and they're lusting after it. You remember when Abraham and Sarah had went up there to, to Gerir? Now Sarah, if anybody asks you, if anybody asks you, you just tell them, you're my sister. Don't tell them about the power. Don't tell them about the promise. Don't tell them about who we met up there. And when the king of Gerir looked out upon her, he did not look out upon her and say, you know what, I would like to have another woman in my kingdom. He didn't say, well, I'd like to have another handmaiden in my house. I'd like to have another dishwasher in my house. This king had an expectation to make her his wife. And God visited him in his night seasons and said, if you touch her, you're as good as a dead man. I'll say this that the king of this world has got an expectation that he's going to try to take the spirit of your womb and try to contaminate your womb with a serpent seed, with unbelief, with all kinds of things. But God's got a promise over you, young people. Touch them and you're cursed. Touch them, you're good as a dead man. His expectation was cut off. You start talking about the expectation of the king, that'll preach right there. Had a preach right there. The expectation of this king was wanting to demolish what God was building up. The expectation of this king was wanting to demolish what power that you have. He's tried to cram cigarettes, alcohol, pornography, and all kinds of things in your life. Try to shut down the move of God. Try to tell you that you're not good enough. Try to tell you you've been too bad. Try to tell you you can't have it. It's just for Brother Tim. It's just for Brother Donnie. It's just for Brother Ron. He's tried everything that he can to stop the move of God. But his expectation was cut off. His expectation was cut off. But let me give you a promise. Proverbs 24 and 13 says that your expectation shall never be cut off. What you walk in here this week for? Expecting the king of kings to come to your courts. Your expectation will not be cut off, young man. Your expectation will not be cut off, young girl. I come here seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. God knows what you're going to do with the word. He knows what you're going to do with it. We're living in an hour where everybody's trying to substitute the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
say, well, it's just for days gone by. Or, you know what? I'll tell you what you do. You just shake the preacher's hand and you got it. Just play the tapes and have a tape player in your home. And bless God, you got the token. If that's the token, then why are you being, you and I being in here? We ain't even playing tapes no more. We're playing it on our iPhones. We're playing it on our MP3s. So if you want to get literal about it, it ain't tape players that God's coming back for. It ain't MP3 players that he's coming back for. It ain't SD cards that he's coming back for. God ain't scared of your tape player anyway. He's scared when you start listening to those tapes and you take that tape and you start manifesting what was on that tape. Blessed is he that believes this is him. Well, let's substitute it. Let's substitute it for easy believism. Brother Brown's a prophet. Hallelujah. I believe it. I, I've got the pictures on my wall. I've got the pillar of fire in my home. I've got him sitting there in 1951 in Houston. I've got that. I've got Brother Branham's picture in my wallet. I carry it around. I've got the token. That's what the devil's wanting you to believe. He's trying to give you a substitute for the Holy Ghost. But Jesus said, marvel not that I have said unto you, you must be born again. There is no substitutions for it. You must be born again. I know it's hard to believe, but one time I was in school. And I'll, I'll get you later. One time I was in school. And I'll tell you, the best days of my, my school career was when we had a substitute. You knew when you had a substitute, you wasn't going to do no schoolwork. You wasn't going to have no homework. Bless God, you was probably going to watch a movie that day. You wasn't going to have no schoolwork. You wasn't going to have no homework. Basically, you had the day off. And when you try to take a substitute, you're trying to recreate a vacation for the believer. But there is no vacations for the believers. Young people, you already got a target on your back. And a substitute will never work. But if you got the real thing, oh, I ain't talking about some Coca-Cola. I ain't talking about some Gatorade. But when you got the real thing, when you got the main thing, when you got the Holy Spirit, hell don't know what to do with you, Brother Philip, when you got the real thing. You see, that's what God's strategy is to do, is to come and take empty vessels and fill them up. Brother Branham said in oneness, he said, you were made with a place to empty out so that God could come and fill it up. And God's strategy is to take empty vessels and shake the world with them. And I'm looking at a bunch of earth shakers, world shakers, Laodicean shakers. And when the God of this Bible becomes the God of your life, hell better watch out. Depression better look out. It's your last day with me, devil. It's not blessed is he that disbelieves. It's blessed is he that believes. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, 
it is impossible to please him for he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Brother Baron would say that perfect faith has manifested and identified itself in you as a substance. And when, there's, when it's there, there ain't nothing going to shake you from it. There ain't nothing going to shake you from it. You can line up every depression devil. You can line up every cancer devil. You can line up every devil in hell. But you'll not stop this move of God. You'll not stop these young people. You say, well, you don't know what they're going through. Let me just go ahead and prophesy. You'll not stop these young people. You better be careful, Brother Andrew, getting out there too far in Pentecostalism and going out there and prophesying. Absolutely not. They just took and tried to substitute what was meant for you and I. This ain't mind over matter. This ain't just speaking what you want. This is the sovereignty of Almighty God. God knew what Brother Branham needed up there when he was hunting them squirrels. He knew what Hattie Wright was going to ask for before she ever asked it. He knew what you came into this camp for. He knew what you'd come begging for. He knew what you needed. You're not going to walk out here the same way you walked in here. somebody in our midst that's bigger than me that's bigger than this ministry it's him and blessed is he that believes this is him what that little blind girl up there in Memphis what was she doing what was she doing up there she wasn't looking for William Branham she was looking for the healer Screaming for it, Daddy. You may not even know who you got a hold of just for a minute. Jacob, you may not know who you got a hold of, but you just hold on just for a minute. Everything you have need of is behind those lapels. It ain't William Branham. You get a hold of the same one that that little blind girl got a hold of. You'll find your daddy. Your daddy's been looking for you. He sent you to this camp knowing that you would get something. Hoping and praying that you'd get something. Your mama didn't just pay your way so that you could come down here and get excited and get emotional. He's wanting you to get your eyes open. It is he that believes this is him. Sir, if you can get me to the healer, I'll find my daddy. Brother Andrew, if you can get me to the healer, I'll find my way back home. It might be a water tower in your space, young soldier boy, but your amnesia's getting ready to leave you. When that young boy started walking up there, his vision started returning. I remember that camp experience. I remember being in that home. I remember that hillside. I remember climbing up that mountain and shouting glory, glory, glory. I remind myself of going down that valley and he was there all the way 
He was helping me. Every little bit that you went through the promises. There's no weapon that's formed against you that shall prosper. If God be for me, who can be against me? I can do all things through Christ. Soldier boy, keep walking. Soldier boy, keep walking. Amnesia's leaving. Feel it because you looked at a water tower. Amnesia was broke off of you. Philip, God ain't done yet. God ain't done yet. God ain't done yet. Young people, God ain't done with you yet. The devil's trying to tell you that you're finished, that you'll never win, you'll never be victorious. But you got something on the inside of you that Satan cannot handle when the God of the Bible becomes more than the God of William Branham, but becomes your God. Hell don't know what it's messing with, Brother Adam, when God did somebody that's so tuned to the Spirit. I believe what you're looking for is right here. If you can just turn me loose just for a minute and let me operate, young girl. You just let me operate just for a minute. I believe everything that you're looking for is right here. Blessed is he that believes this is him, young girl. If you'll just let loose just for a moment. I know you're trying to hold on to me. I know you're trying to hold on to me. But it ain't the flesh. You got to let me loose just for a minute so I can work the works of God. Let me lay my hands on you. Because there's a promise in laying hands. Let me loose just for a moment. Let the Holy Spirit loose in this place just for a moment to operate in this atmosphere. And you'll find everything you have need of. She didn't need William Brandon to find her daddy after she met the healer. The healer was leading her back to her daddy. You'll find your way to every promise. You'll conquer every devil. You'll win every battle. And when Jesus up there, and you go read Matthew chapter 11, when Jesus starts talking about John the Baptist and John the Baptist is up there in prison and he starts, he starts telling his disciples, you go up there, go up there and find out if this is him that is to come or are we looking for another? Now he's already seen Jesus up there on the Jordan River. He's already seen him up there and he's seen what he was doing. He's seen, he said, this is the Lamb of God. He said, but Brother Branham said his eagle's eyes got filmed over. And he got up there in prison and he started telling his disciples, go up there and ask him. Brother Branham, I go, you go and listen to the forgotten beatitude. Brother Branham goes up there and he said, he said, now John, when John was up there in prison, he said he didn't go up there and give him a book on how to be happy in jail. He didn't give him, he give him, he didn't give him a book how to be patient in jail. He said, but you go back and you show John, you just stay here for a little bit. Let, you just stay around this camp for a little bit. The blind are seeing. The deaf are hearing. The lame are walking. Those that were diseased are set free. You don't need a book. You just show them the signs. Just stay right here. Just stay right here for a moment and you watch what's going to take place. Go show John. Go show, go show your parents what happened in camp. Go show them what took place here. 
Go show them that your eyes are open. Go show them that you're not walking the way you once walked because you got a hold of somebody. But Jesus said, blessed is he that's not offended in me. He said, tell John, everything's right on schedule. I'm moving right in the plan of God. I'm moving right in here. Everything's working right according to its working. I know your eagle's eyes are filmed over, but you can fly back up here. But blessed is he that's not offended in me. And today we live in a society of men that who are ashamed of Jesus. They're ashamed to call on his name. They're ashamed to stand for truth. They're ashamed to say that they're identified with the message of the hour. But this ain't the hour of the unashamed. This ain't the hour of the ashamed. It's the hour of the unashamed. For the Bible said in Job chapter 2 that I will restore unto you the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar and all those that are eating off. But you shall eat in plenty and my people. Not the goofballs up there in Washington. Not those bunch of hippies up there in Washington, D.C. But my people shall never be ashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is a salvation unto those that believe. The seal of Pentecost is the believer's credentials. It's your credentials, young people. The seal of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is your credentials. Your credentials to say that I am qualified to handle the task. I am suitable for this situation. So in other words, I am here to do what only I can do. Ain't nobody else going to take your place. Ain't nobody else going to do your job. But I am here to do what I do. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the moving of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of these young people and their worship. Brother Branham said that there is a necessity of the return of the dynamics of the Holy Ghost. It's a a necessity of this hour is the return of... Of the dynamics. This is bringing you back into a Pentecostal experience where you come in contact with a living God that will not leave you the way that you walked in here, but you are coming in contact with the person, and the person is the message. Brother Barron would say, he said, I'm afraid too many times we're getting the people to church instead of getting them to Christ. If I can get you to Christ, You won't need me to hold your hand. You won't need me to pump you up. You won't need me to stir you up. You won't need me to walk with you. You won't need me if you can meet him. I ain't pumping you up anyway. I'm just preaching you to the word of God. And the word of God will pump you up and it'll stir you up. The word of God will move you into a condition to believe like never before. You're just stirring them up. Let me go ahead. You're just stirring them up, Brother Andrew. You, you, Brother Donnie, Brother Ron. Y'all just stirring them up. Yes, we are. We're doing it the Bible way, though. Paul said, stir them up by the way of remembrance. So if I'm going to stir you up, let me stir you up by the way of remembrance. You remember that dirty, rotten scoundrel 
that talked you into doing that dope and making that bad deal. Let me stir up your remembrance and say, do you remember when he was defeated at Calvary? Let me stir you up one good time. Do you remember how he saved you? You ought to have been there. So let's stir up the church of the living God and say he's still a champion. He's still a mighty conqueror. He's still a devil destroyer. He's still a devil defeater. And I'm still a serpent bruiser. We're not going to leave one hook behind. It's my credentials. I'm qualified to do what I do. Shamgar was qualified to do what he was doing up there. When he grabbed a hold of that, when he grabbed a hold of that ox goat, he was qualified to do what he was doing. He said, "All I've been is a farmer all my life, but I'm sick and tired of the devil coming in and robbing my joy and robbing my spiritual food in due season. I'm qualified. I'm qualified to do what I do. Let me just work just for a moment. I remember." that my great-great-granddaddy Abraham received a covenant with God. And I am a circumcised Israelite. I recognize who I am. And there ain't no depression. There ain't no Philistine. There ain't no suicide spirit that's going to stop me. Going to stop my family. Going to stop me from doing what I'm to do. Same door, it's time you take your ox gold and start whipping the devil. Instead of taking a whipping from him. It's a return of the dynamics. When they got up there on the day of Pentecost, they were up there in one mind. They were up there in one accord. They were up there under one plan. And that was to receive what God spoke. That you, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. You see, he gave them a promise. What were they up there doing? They were up there believing Let me, let me just draw back for a moment. What are you doing here? You're here believing. You're believing that all things are possible. You're believing he's as good as his word. You don't just believe he can. You believe he will. You have not walked into this camp to leave here as the ordinary young people. You've left here. You've come here to be a powerhouse. Brother Branham said in the stature of the perfect man, Brother Branham said that God didn't send me to build denominations. He sent me to build individuals, to be powerhouses, to be abiding place by the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Let me say, our young people cannot be built upon knowledge. Our young people cannot be built upon intellectualism. Our young people cannot be built upon psychology. Our young people cannot be built upon emotion. Our young people cannot be built upon, they cannot be built upon feelings and they cannot be built upon dead religion. And neither can they be built upon legalism because when you try to move legalism in, you're only simply trying to confine their worship to the true and living God. So if we're gonna build them up on something, let's build them up on the up, on the most holy faith.
I'm looking at a bunch of powerhouses today that are containing the same power that was up there in that upper room. They were up there waiting. They were up there seeking. They were up there believing. And God was going to send an action to their reaction. You're here believing, you're here speaking, and you're going to get what you asked for. He said, ask that your joys might be full. Well, I tell you what, Brother Andrew, I'm going to fleece God. I'm going to fleece God just like Gideon. If God will let me have the front row in this camp, I'll really do some dancing. I'll really get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You might as well go ahead and surrender yourself because you're going to lose. I'm going to fleece God. If God will heal my mama of cancer, then I'll believe him. If God will heal my daddy of cancer, then I'll believe him. No, you won't. They did the same thing with Jesus. If you really did raise Lazarus from the grave, why don't you come over here? We got a whole graveyard full of them. Really, if you've got the power of the spoken word, why don't you just speak the seed into the young people? Let me tell you, you know how to get that dirty lying devil out of your life. I love that last night. God dispersed those seeds. And the Holy Ghost knows where that seed is. God knows what you've been through. God knows what Peter been through. God knew what Mary had been through. But they got up there regardless of themselves. Regardless of their circumstance. Regardless that their favorite preacher was preaching. Regardless. Regardless what James did. Regardless what John did. Regardless what Philip did. Make your way into this room. Make your way into this room. Everything you have need of is in this room, Mary. Mary, you may have carried him at birth. You may have carried him for nine months. You may have fed him all your life. You may have fed him and took care of him. But now you're getting ready to receive something. Mary, you're getting ready to receive something. You pushed him out of you, but now he's going to push himself into you. Because you had the faith to believe. Mary is the only woman that could say, I got him back twice. I got him twice. Oh, I say, God, give me a double portion of your spirit. And they took God at his word. And Brother Branham had said it's a death stroke to Satan when man begins to take God at his word. Let's send a death stroke down to hell today. God, I come here for one purpose, and that was for you. I didn't come here to be seen. I didn't come here to be felt. I didn't come here to get emotional. I come here to get you. I come here to take you at your word. You're going to walk out of here blessed. Blessed if you believe. We need a repeat of Pentecost. Let me give you some quotes so you don't think I'm just preaching for my intellect. Don't worry, I ain't got none of that anyway. If he can only get away, get you away from the doubters, 
that say all the days of miracles is past. If he could ever get you away from the people that says there is no more feeling of religion, the heartfelt religion that your fathers bled on the battlefield for, there's nothing to it. If he could ever get you alone one time and all your ideas shut outside, he could get, if he could ever get a group of people together like that, there would be a repeat of Pentecost. He said in the message, hear ye him. He said, if we can only have obedience to those three words, you'll see a repeat of Pentecost in this building. He said, if you're without the Holy Ghost today, this might be the very time where God will repeat Pentecost again. In another few minutes from now, this building may be illuminated with the power of the God. People going out of here with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I put an amen behind it. He said, if, he said it could be possible tonight and also probable that it would be there could be an hour of this next hour on that clock there wouldn't be one sinner on one backslider left in here without being right with God. It could be that every sick and afflicted person could be made well and go out of here glorifying God. This could break into a repeat of Pentecost if the atmosphere gets right. He said the atmosphere to bring such results would be the Holy Spirit. He said if he can ever get a heart, every heart in one accord, then he could just move masses and heal the people and save the people or whatever. He has died to redeem them and every redemptive blessing belongs to the individual. I want you to believe that, Christian. This could break into the atmosphere and be a repeat a Pentecost. Brother Branham said, he said, it's the hardest thing to do is to get people in the atmosphere to believe. He said, but it's also an atmosphere like this that eagles are born in. And you watch. Up there in that upper room, they got up there and what was born? It wasn't a bunch of chickens that were born. It was a bunch of eagles that were born. And when they jumped out of there, they were scared in one scripture. Brother Branham breaks into that upper room. He walks up there and he said he walks up there. He walks up the outside of those steps and goes up in that upper room. And there's a lamp in that room. He said they were up there. He said they were not kneeling. He said they were sitting. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost sat on them. And they begin to speak in other languages. Here Peter was a Jew, but he come out speaking Galilean. And they said, how do we hear every man in our own language? These must be drunk. And Peter stood up and said, these young people ain't drunk as you suppose. But this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And what they were watching out there on the street was the effects of Pentecost. What you're watching in your young people is the effects of Pentecost. You know they weren't known as Pentecostal. Those 120 that went up here in that upper room, they were not known as we would call them Pentecostal until the event of his coming. You are not known as message believers until the event of his coming. And this is him that has come down. You're not just known as a bunch of other churchgoers, as another group, but you're known as a final voice to the final age. You're known as serpent bruisers. You're known as a real true church of the living God. You're not a church no more. I'll call you bride so you understand. I'll just settle them down. All right. If these be quiet, go up there and look and start riding with Jesus on that donkey one good time. 
And those Pharisees said, why don't you quiet them young people? Why don't you shut down the move of God? Can I give you Jesus one for a moment? If these don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. I ain't never seen a rock. I ain't never seen a rock that could cry in my place. And I ain't gonna let one cry now. If God's still God and his word's still the truth, let's praise it. Praises brings the blessings of God down on the people. You've been waiting for your moment. This is your moment. Blessed is he that believes this is him. Hold them back. Hold them back. Oh, no. The Bible said praise the Lord. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him with a loud sounding symbol. Praise him on the low sounding symbol. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. I praise him. I got a reason to praise him. My mama that been sick with sarcoidosis, the doctor said, when sarcoidosis was defeated, I had a reason to praise him. I got a reason to praise him, Brother Ron. Cancer is defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Young people, you got a right to praise him. You got a right to bust out of this upper room. You got a right to shout. You got a right to dance. You got a right to let loose. All things are possible to them that believe. I'm afraid to worship. I'm afraid that's what we've got today is a bunch of secret service worshipers. They're afraid to be seen worshiping. They're afraid to be seen praising. They're afraid to be seen speaking in tongues. They're afraid of the new birth and what might it make, make them do. Brother Brown said, I don't care. He said, if the Holy Ghost, he said, I want to come to God's level. He said, I want to go up to his level. He said, if it makes me speak in tongues, talk in tongues, crow in tongues, then let me crow in tongues. Let me do what he wants me to do. I ain't no secret service worshiper. I ain't afraid to get caught. They tried to shut blind Bartimaeus down, but he said, even so, David. He's already past you. He come by here on Friday night. He's already past you. Shut up. Shut up. He's already past You've already passed your moment. You were born that way. You were born with that disease. You were born with that depression. You were born with that eyesight. But blessed are your eyes for you have not seen. Blessed is he that readeth and understand the sayings of this book. Seal it up until the day it's time to be loosed. Blessed is he that believes. can sit there and your blindness all you want to and I don't know why I'm going to blindness today but here we are blessed is your eyes for you see this ain't me this ain't brother Donnie this ain't brother Tim's emotions this ain't brother Tim's desire this is the Holy Ghost desire what made brother Tim desire to have this camp over 30 some years it wasn't his own ego 
Oh, let me just go ahead and cut him off. It wasn't his ego. It wasn't because he wanted to be a big name preacher. He had a desire for young people. To get the same power that he watched in William Branham be exuberated in the church of a living God. He's already passed you, young boy. He's already passed you. He's already passed you. He's already passed you. He's already walked past your way. You've done sinned away your day of grace. But if you felt like I felt. If you've been blind like I've been blind. Sometimes you will not get your blessing. Until you start acting like you were born to act. If blind Bartimaeus would have stayed there in that condition, if he'd have stayed there in that spot, if he would have listened to the crowd, if he would have listened to the naysayers, some blessings you will not get until you start acting like a Pentecostal. Hey! Hey! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He's past you. No, he ain't past you, Lemuel. He came right to where you are, but it was your scream. It was your voice. If you say to this mountain, be plucked up and moved from yonder, God's wanting your voice, Malachi. God's wanting your voice, Titus. God's wanting your voice, Nathan. God's wanting your voice, young girl. If God ain't done nothing for you, you still ought to be able to praise him. You still ought to be saying, thank you, Lord, for letting me have a moment with you. But because you ain't never been through a battle and because you ain't never faced something, you ain't never had to cry out. But I've had to cry. I've had to beg. I've had to ask. I've had to seek him. I've had to ask, God, I can't handle this on my own. I'm only asking that you believe me. I'm only asking that you believe me. Free forever. Blind Bartimaeus, you're not walking back to that hole no more. You're not going to sit there no more. You're free. You're free. The Son of Man's looking on you. You're free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Don't you worry about it no more. Don't you fear with that no more. What you battled through was a victory. And don't let the devil try to talk you back into that defeat no more. I brought you to this hour for such a time as this. Your name is not defeat. Your name is victory. Your name is not suicide. Your name is not depression. Your name is a child of the most high God. You dark, foul spirit of hell, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. God knows where he can put this power at, Brother West. Jesus said, you try to put this, you try to put this wine in old bottles, it'll blow up. He knows where he can put it at. You see, God has built the mechanics in such a way 
that it can handle the dynamics when it comes. You try to put rocket power on the inside of a pinto, that baby's going to blow up. My wife drives like that sometimes, thinking she's got rocket power. Or she tries to move like she's in that other dimension already, like a thought. Kinder Richard Petty from North Carolina. <laughs> Baby, hold on. I ain't got enough insurance to cover that rocket. <laughs> Come back down here in this Ford for a minute. God didn't put rocket power on the inside of a Ford because he knew he couldn't handle it. God didn't put rocket power on the inside of the Methodists because they knew that they couldn't get no higher than the horse and buggy. God didn't put rocket power on the inside of the Wesleyans because they knew they could only drive an automobile. God didn't put rocket power on the inside of Pentecost as a restoration of gifts, but he put rocket power in astronauts that were born to live up here and born to move in a dimension that they were lived, built to live in. You have the capacity, young people, to move into the Holy Ghost and to move into a spot where the church of the living God was destined to move in. You were built for this moment. You were built with a capacity. Brother Branham said, that is the Easter message. The mechanics and the dynamics are together. They're together in this building. They're together in this moment. They're together here in the house. Blessed is he that believes this is a return of the dynamics. Come to a close. Brother Brandon preaches a powerful series in 1959 on the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost? And what was the Holy Ghost given for? And then he preaches question and answers on the Holy Ghost. I admonish you to go listen to it. It'll do you some good. Brother Branham comes in there and question and answers on the Holy Ghost. And he goes in there and you go listen to it. You verify what I'm saying. And he said, he said, there were two things that came behind it to vindicate what I was saying. There was a tongue and interpretation that broke out. And he said, it vindicated the message that was brought forth. He said, and there they were saying, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And he said, something caught me real quick and said, otherwise, blessed is he that believes this is him. And he said, there my sister Dolores was sitting there. And he said, the devil was going around telling people to sit still. Sit still. Sit still. Shut up. Shut up. A dumb devil talks to you, talk back and do it like a dummy. You big dummy. Sit still. The devil walked through there after that vindicated message and was telling people to sit still. Don't, don't receive it. 
Sit still. Well, you know if a devil's telling you to sit still, it must be something about you getting up. Well, go ahead. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. I am sick and tired of telling let the devil tell us to sit still and go back to our homes. But if you felt like I felt, you couldn't sit still. You couldn't hold yourself. You couldn't contain yourself. I'm sick and tired of having every child of God sit there and listen to a lying devil. This ain't the time to sit still. It's a time to get up. Get up in the power. Get caught up in it. Get caught up in the Holy Ghost. and listen to every cold, formal devil no more. We're the childs of the Most High God. Get up. The Lord said, Bill, Bill, while you was a preaching, while you was a preaching, Bill, I felt like I could just get up and jump and shout. He said, that was the time to get up and jump. Yeah. Yeah. said, but when those people got to shouting, I felt like I was a little old nothing. He said, that was a devil. That was a devil trying to tell you. That was a devil trying. Go to listen. Go to listen in the oneness of unity. He said, Brother Aaron said, that devil's hissing. He's a hissing, trying to make you believe him, but we will not believe the devil. We will not believe his kingdom. We will not believe his oppression spirit. Blessed is he that believes. When David pulled that rock out, He was already committed. He was already committed. Let me tell you, once you get the rock in your hand, you're already committed. The book of Psalms says that when I'm overwhelmed, I will run to the rock. When you get the rock out of your hand, you're already committed. David didn't ask himself, you know what? That's my favorite rock. You know, I was out there in Alabama and I was, I was out there in that mud puddle and I was digging for frogs and I found this rock. It's my favorite rock. I'm afraid to loose it. David, you should have never pulled it out of your script bag. I was listening to the great warrior David the other day. And Brother Barham said he, he would take that, take that script bag, had that medicine in there. Had a little honey in there. Had, had a little honey in there. And he said with no sheep, because he was a shepherd, he'd take that honey and he'd pour it on that limestone rock. And those sheep go to licking on that rock and they'd get the nutrients from that rock. And Brother Barham said when David put those rocks down in that script bag, when he pulled it out, it had honey all over it. Had honey all over it. Brother Barham said, you are like that. 
and you got honey all over you. God's got a rock when he got you. God got a rock when he got you, brother. God got a rock when he got you. I got honey all over me. Just go licking this rock. It's my favorite rock. But I'm committed. I'm committed. God knew when he chose me, I'd be somebody that'd be committed to tearing every devil down. Telling our young people, you won't live in defeat. You won't go down defeated. Do I hold this for myself? And keep all this joy for myself. You know, I was back there on the desert and I found out how to use this thing. It was the same rock. I could tell you it was the same rock that took out a bear. It still got blood on it. It was this rock that took down a line. No, I'm just using this for emotion. I'm just using it for the, just to gear it just for a moment. Because we know David walked down in that valley and grabbed them rocks. But I ain't talking about a rock. I'm talking about you. It was the same rock that killed depression. It was the same rock that killed that suicide spirit. It was the same rock. It was the same rock. They said, I'm sick and tired of living with a pornography demon on my life. I'm sick and tired of lust. I'm sick and tired of the power of hell. Do I keep his rock for myself or do I let loose? Do I let loose? Do I let it loose and free all the children of God? Paul said in Romans 8 that this is the liberty of the children of God. It's time, young people, that you let your rock loose for a moment. Let yourself loose. Blessed is he that believes. It won't be unbelief that defeats cancer. It won't be unbelief that defeats your enemy. But it'll be your faith in the most high God. When that mother, that little Mexico woman, I didn't let the musicians come. When that little Mexico woman, her little baby had died early that morning. She said, I got to get somebody that's higher than me. She went through the water with a dead baby. She went through trials with a dead baby. All day long, she'd been carrying this thing, a dead baby. When others said, you know what, you might as well just bury it. It ain't for you. You can't have it. It'll never come to life again. But something on the inside of her. It was a paradox. It was unbelievable what it was true. She believed. Here she was a Catholic woman with this type of faith. What ought you to do today? 
you sat here under the greatest ministry that's ever been released. What ought you do today with your faith? Or you sit there and pity yourself for everything you've been through. Or will you sit there and get up? It had been easy to go ahead and bury it. It had been easy. But a mother's love pushed her to get into the presence. It wasn't unbelief that got her there. It wasn't unbelief that made her push through 300 ushers. It wasn't her unbelief that caused a vision, Brother Tim. It wasn't. It was a faith. It's a paradox why you're even in the building. Why are you here? Why did you come here? Did you come for the games? Did you come for your friends? Did you come to get a girlfriend? Did you come get a boyfriend? It ain't a bad place. Let's be spiritual, Brother Andrew. Let's be real spiritual right here. We ought to come seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, sure, but if we're gonna if we're gonna push our some our young people somewhere to find a find a mate, this is a good place to start. What'd you come here for? You can have all that, and I'm for it. But what'd you really come here for? This mother decided that enough was enough. I've waded through the waters long enough. I've held on to this long enough. You're tired of holding on, ain't you? Why don't you let it come to life one time? Why don't you let it come to life? You have felt him cooing to you all day long. Why don't you let it come to life? Brother, Brother Jack Moore, why don't you go down there and pray for her? She don't know. She don't know me. But faith caused a prophet. Faith. It's faith that walked you in this building this morning. It's faith that brought you here. It's faith that caused you to come to this moment. It's faith that's built this atmosphere. It's faith. And this is the time to release your faith. Brother Bram said, I took that baby in my arms. I took that baby in my arms. He said, it was wet. It was cold. There was no life there. He said, but because I had authority of a vision. He said, all of a sudden, that baby kicked, started kicking. It started kicking. It started kicking. Brother Bram said, it kicked that wet blanket off. Young people, you have been sitting here and there's been people at this hour that's tried to cool off the move of God and tell you that you can't have the Holy Ghost and tell you that it's not for you. Why don't you kick them wet blanket preachers out of your life and let the fire of the Holy Ghost loose in this place, loose in your life, loose in your heart, loose in your soul. Say, God, I believe you.
Blessed is he that believes this is him. Oh, won't you let your faith loose? Won't you let your faith loose for a moment? Say, God, I need you. I need your ire. I need your desire. I need your energy. I need the passion of the Holy Ghost. Tired of that cloud hanging over you, ain't you? God's here to remove it. And he's here to roll away the reproach. God's had his eye on you the whole time. And he will not forget one of his own. The Holy Ghost is for you. Walk into the liberty of the church of the living God. This is the message that will produce a body change. And you're in it. You're in it. Brother Biscoe said when he was out there at that campfire and it was his turn to go watch. Brother Brandon was on the first watch and he come to the second one. He said, when I walked up to where Brother Brandon had been sitting at, he said, there was a presence there. It was like a lover's room had been stepped into. This is that same presence. This is the angel of the covenant. Brother Donnie, cancer won't win, it won't destroy. Satan won't rob what he can't take. And you can believe this or not. But three o'clock yesterday morning, you walked into my room. And there was a girl who walked up, said, Daddy, I'm healed. And Satan woke up in Satan walked up in that room with me. That was just you, brother Andrew. That was just a dream. That was just that was just an emotion. That was just a trance. And I thought, if Satan would battle me that hard, why would I sit still in this emotion? We said, Brother Andrew. How do you have that? I have that by Isaiah 53. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, Erica Parker is healed. By his stripes, Ron Spencer is healed. By his stripes, Tim Pruitt's made whole. By his stripes, Esther... Esther 
Blessed is he that believes. This is him. Reach out and touch the Lord. by this way for you blind Bartimaeus he's passing by this way young lady won't you reach out and touch him you ain't got to get out of view but if you want to won't you reach out and touch him right there where you're at why don't you say God I know you're here I know you came for me I know this is your doing I'm going to touch you this is not the work up of a man this is him Touch the Lord as He touch the Lord as He 